Hallelujah. How many of you know church is not a funeral? We're not here to, to lament or to remorse the death of Jesus. We're here to celebrate his life and his resurrection. He's alive and he's alive in us, the hope of glory, Christ in us. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's no need to be defeated. There's no need to live the same old life. We don't have to live the life that the world lives. We don't have to be worried. Amen. We don't have to be afraid. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We can be healed. We can be provided for. Praise the Lord. We want to just tell you all about the wonderful things that God has done for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to take you higher. That His name would be glorified in all the earth. That He is the one true living God. That there's no other God besides Him. Amen. He is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And He wants to declare Himself to you here today. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, if you want to join me in Mark chapter 11, you can hold your place there. Also, after Mark chapter 11, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So maybe you want to uh, hold, hold your places in both of those openings. Amen. Today we're going to talk about the language of heaven. The language of heaven. And over the last couple of Sundays, I have been preaching on the subject of faith. Amen. And we started by going over the four bakes, basics of faith. The four basics of faith, right? We saw the first basic of faith over there in Mark chapter 11. Remember when Jesus came to the fig tree hoping to find figs on it, but when he got there, there was nothing but leaves. And it says, for the time of figs was not yet. And it says that Jesus spoke, and it says he spoke and he answered the fig tree and said, no one will eat fruit from you ever again. Remember that? Right around Mark chapter 11 in the 14th verse. And then they came back the next day and Peter said, Master, look at the fig tree that thou cursed. It is withered away. And it said, Behold, the, the fig tree had dried up from the roots. Oh, yeah. Right? And Jesus didn't act surprised. Right? He didn't say, Yeah, Peter, that's what I can do because I'm the Son of God. He said, Peter, you have the faith of God. That's right. That's right. Yes. And then we saw over there that the marginal rendering is have the faith or the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. He said, Peter, you do it. That's Just right. what I did. It says that Jesus answered the lack. Yes. That tree was not going to provide for him. It was lack trying to get into Jesus' face. And he said, no, 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 no. He answered it. Amen. Step number one to faith, you got to answer it, right? Amen. Remember step number two, you got to believe the words which you say shall come That's to pass. Right. That's right. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe the words which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Right? That's right. So we have to believe the words that we say. That's right. Of course we have to believe the words that God says. Yes. Number one, you've got to believe the word of God, right? Yes. But you have to also believe that you're telling the truth. That's right. And this is where people's integrity comes into play because what they do is they don't keep their word and therefore they jeopardize their integrity and they don't even believe their own mouth. That's right. Come on. Amen. You got to believe that what you say is true. Hallelujah. You got to believe what you say is going to come to pass. Right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And then we saw over there in Mark 11, uh, 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 verse 24, that when, when, therefore, whenever you pray, believe that you have received it, then you shall have it. Yes. Step number three is that you need to say, I believe I receive. Yes. Isn't that how you got saved? Yes. Lord, I receive salvation. You know, how many of you know Jesus didn't die on the cross the same day that you got saved? It was already done and provided for you 2,000 years ago. It was already given. Your job was just to receive what God has already given. You didn't say, God, give me salvation. Because he gave you salvation 2,000 years ago. When you got saved, you just received what was already done thousands of years ago on your behalf. Everything with God is the same thing. What did Jesus say up there on the cross? He said, it is finished. Amen. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes. He has done it all. There's nothing more that God needs to do to provide for your salvation, to provide for your health, 
to provide for your finances, to provide for your children, to provide for your joy. Amen. He doesn't need to do anything more. He's already done it. The question is, will you receive it? My goodness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe I receive the needs that I have financially. I believe I receive the joy and peace of God. I believe I receive, right? Step number three, and then we saw step number four was what? Finally, my brother, rejoice. Rejoice. Amen. We saw the wayside, right? The wayside ground. We saw that they were the people that had no urgency when they heard the word. Are you ready to hear today? Yes. You're going to hear the word with urgency? We saw the stony ground. They had no endurance. See, people thought that faith was going to replace their endurance. No, faith has endurance. We saw that those that were in the thorny ground were people that allowed their faith to be choked up by the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. You know that money is always talking to you. Money is always saying, you don't have enough and you'll never see me again. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's a deceitfulness of money. Where, where, where you, you know, the world is going to tell you you're not going to have enough, you're going to be on barely get a long street, and uh, no good thing's ever going to come your way again. No, that's not true. I quoted that verse, Psalm 84, 11. Uh, uh, the, Lord will give, uh, the Lord is a sun and a shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I quoted Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes well supplied. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How about Deuteronomy 28? Right over there in the 12th verse, God says, I will open my good treasure unto you. Verse 11 says, I will make you plenteous in goods. Deuteronomy 8.18, what does he say over there? I've given thee power to get wealth that I might establish my covenant with you as I did with your forefathers, with your ancestors in the faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They always walked in more than enough. Hallelujah. Try to tell an Orthodox Jew that poverty is of God. See, they know the Old Testament. They know. And the, the thing is, is that we're, we're given a better testament established upon better promises. Hallelujah. How about Psalm 105, verse 37, that God led the Israelites out of Egypt with much silver and gold, and there was none feeble among their tribes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So we know that everything that God's provided for, see, we don't need to have cares in this life. We don't need to be choked out by the deceitfulness of riches. Amen. And the people that are thorny ground, they're overwhelmed with needs. They're always thinking about their lack. Their mind is filled by, oh, I need this, or I'm running out, and what are we going to do to pay that bill, and what are we going to do to get the kids uh, uh, school clothes? And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What do we do? See, you're letting your faith being choked out by the thorns. Your job was to say, I believe I receive. And rejoice. I believe I receive those clothes, those kids. I believe I receive that, that, that money to pay that medical bill. Or I believe I receive. That's your job. Hallelujah. And the fourth step is to rejoice over it, right? See, good ground is always urgent to hear the word. You love to hear the word. You don't even qualify for God's harvest until you're excited to hear the word of God. You're not even, you're not even on the map until you're at least excited to hear the word of God. Some of you came in and you just said, well, I'm going to sit in church and see if it makes me something. Sitting in church won't make you anything until you decide to get your urgency hooked up to the service. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People that are good ground are urgent with the word. Amen. People that are good ground receive immediately with joy. If you're new to this church and you hear all this talk and all this chatter, people say, I went to that church and everyone's amening over there and praise God and you know, everyone's talking. No, they're receiving immediately with joy. Don't let joy confuse you. I know, just because you're immersed in a world that is not filled with joy, don't be so shocked when you come to a place that is filled with joy. So, oh my goodness, these people have a hallelujah crowd. They're the lifting hand. It's one of those churches. You're right, we are one of those churches. We're always going to be one of those churches. And I, even if you're not one of those people, I dare you, step in. Do something you've never done before. Set your personality aside. Set your self-inhibitions aside. 
start praising God as if you and God are the only two in the room and watch if your life isn't filled with victory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Good ground is urgent about the word. Good ground receives with joy. And good ground is always supply-minded. Always supply-minded. I always have a supply. God is always more than enough. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to talk about today faith, the language of heaven. Faith, the language of heaven. Let's go over there. Praise the Lord. We're going to read Mark chapter 11, verse 22. We're just going to just kind of backtrack just a little bit. Praise the Lord. Jesus told Peter, he said, have faith in God. Verse 22. How many of you have a little study note there in your Bible? A little letter? And it sends you down into the margin or the, the bottom rendering. That means literally what Jesus said, the, the Greek translation Jesus said, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. Yes. Notice he said, Peter, it's absolutely possible for you to have the God kind of faith. Yes. He didn't say, oh, the God kind of faith is just reserved for me only. He said, the God kind of faith is completely possible for you, Peter. He said, you can do what I did. For verily I say to you, Peter, he didn't say verily I say about me, Jesus. He said, this is what you can do. This is, what your, this is your potential. Hallelujah. For verily I say to you, to Peter, to all the disciples, and to those sitting in church here today, that whosoever, do we have any whosoever's here today? All right, I'm glad you're a whosoever and not a whatsoever. <laughs> For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Amen? Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, you desire, yes. you. Yes. You'll say, well, God, just give me what you want for me. You know? Listen. God wants everything for you. You can't just get away with some general kind of religious prayer. God, I'll just take what you'll give me. He's going to say, well, listen, I can't work that way because you have to have a desire. I can't give you anything that you don't first desire. That's appropriate and according to the word of God. Is healing appropriate? Yep, yep. Is provision appropriate? Is joy appropriate? Is peace appropriate? Is gentleness appropriate? Is patience appropriate? Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Desires for your children, desires for your home, desire for your family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Desires for your job, desires for your local church, all these things. Amen. Amen. Therefore I say, say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now let's flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. How many of you know what the most important principle of faith is? What is the most basic principle of faith? Meaning, what's the, 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 the number one thing? How do we operate faith? With our what? With our words, with our speaking, correct? Let's go over here, just take a quick look at 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13. It says, we having, glory to God, the same spirit of faith talking to Christians. Yeah. See, if you're born again Christian, there's a spirit of faith in there somewhere. Yes. Yes. People say, I'm waiting to get the spirit of faith. No, if you're born again, the spirit of faith is in you somewhere. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you're not using it. Maybe you're not walking in it, but the spirit of faith is, is alive in every born again believer. It's just a matter of are they walking in it. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore, everyone say therefore. therefore, this is what faith will do, therefore have I spoken. Yes. Hallelujah. Right? We also believe, and therefore, everyone say therefore, therefore. speak. Hallelujah. This is what we need to understand. See, faith is always coming out of your mouth. Yes. What you believe is always on your lips, whether good or bad. Let me explain to you what I, when I say faith is always coming out of your mouth. Whatever it is you believe, you're always speaking. The words on your mouth is what you truly believe. Okay? 
whether it is the God kind of faith or the world's kind of faith, faith is coming out of everyone's mouth at, at, at any given time. You know, people out there, they, they believe that they're going under. They believe they're going bankrupt. They believe they're going to get sick. They believe they're going to be the first to inherit a disease. They believe those things. They say those things. They're still speaking faith. It's just not the God kind of faith. They're speaking anti-faith. They're speaking the world's kind of faith. See, whatever you believe is what you're talking all the time. Amen. Notice where it says there. It says, we having the same spirit of faith. That word spirit there literally is translated the vital principle. You could look it up in the same Greek concordance that I did. But literally that word spirit there means vital principle. You could read it this way. We having the same vital principle of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. It's vital to faith that you speak. Yes. Right? How many of you know that when an EMT shows up on an accident scene and there's people that are injured there, what is the first thing that those EMTs will do? They will check the vitals of the injured. Why, what are they doing? They're looking for life. They'll, 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 they'll take their pulse, right? They'll, they'll listen for, for breathing, right? They'll, they'll check their, their, their uh, pupils or whatever to see if they're dilated. They'll go through the vitals looking to see if there's any, any, any life. And if they don't find any life, it's either uh, uh, the chance to start CPR or to pronounce that person dead. Because without vitals, death is the result. Without your speaking, faith is dead. You can't just think faith. You can't just keep it inside. Faith is not alive until it is spoken. Your faith has no heartbeat until you speak. Your faith has no breath until you speak. It is the vital principle of faith that you speak. Amen. And you will know a person's faith, whether or not it's alive, by what's coming out of their mouth. You know, oh my goodness, there's even people here that have been at our church for years. That I mean, I, I will deliberately not ask them how they're doing today. Because I don't want to give them an opportunity to speak dead faith. Because either you're speaking living faith or you're speaking dead faith. You know, I don't even ask them because they're, they're, they've been so ingrained. They've been so raised up to tell you, oh, this is it, and, and so-and-so, and, and they're failing, and this is wrong, and I'm tired of this, and, and, and so on and so forth. Right then, I could take a vital on their faith. You can see the vital principle, it's dead. The faith is dead. You can't receive from God with dead faith. You can't be expecting to enjoy life when you're speaking against what God has said. So today we're going to just do this. We're going to find out the vitals of your faith. We're going to check up on the heartbeat of your faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what, you need to give life to your faith. You need to speak. You need, if you believe, you will speak. Yes, we need to be reminded to speak, but I tell you what, when true Bible faith is in your heart, you can't keep it in. It will come out of your mouth. Some, some people say, well, Pastor Tim, I'm just a quiet personality. No, 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 no. See, faith is a force that no human can keep back. When faith is truly in existence on the inside, even if you tried, you would not be able to help yourself but release it. I go throughout my day, as I spend time in the Word, as I spend time in prayer, and my faith is at a high level, glory to God, it always comes out my mouth. Amen. Say, well, I found myself just being quiet, and I found myself being silent, and, and I just realized that I don't do this, is because you're not full. I'll tell you what, because if you're full, you're gonna, faith is going to spill out. If you put the Word on the inside of you, when the world gives you a squeeze, Faith is going to come out of you just like a saturated sponge. See, stop trying to get faith. Just get full of God and faith comes out whether you're trying or not. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's go ahead and let's give you a, a little checkup today on the vitals of your faith. Glory to God. Go with me to John chapter 3. We're going to go over to John chapter 3. Praise the Lord. 
Are you going to be someone that's going to believe, therefore speak? And if you're not speaking, it's because you don't believe. And if, and if you're not speaking, the vital is dead. There's no heartbeat. There's no life to your faith. Oh, come on. A person who's, who's dead is not going to go uh, grocery shopping. They can't go out to eat at a five-star restaurant. Right? See what I mean? Death cannot go and enjoy the world's good. But faith, when it's alive, when faith is active, when faith is energized, it goes out and it's going to enjoy this world's good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's see what John the Baptist said about Jesus and about Jesus' faith. How many of you know that the faith of God, the faith of Jesus Christ, is alive and well on the inside of us if we'll use it, if we'll be full of it, right? Praise God. Go to John 3 and go to verse 31. I'm going to start by reading in the King James. This is John the Baptist speaking about Jesus. He says, he that cometh from above is above all. Now, we got to slow down right there. Now, I could ask a question. It might confuse some of you. How many of you know Jesus said over there in John 3, 3, he says, nobody can see the kingdom of heaven unless he be born again. How many of you remember what the marginal rendering is for born again? Another way to say it is born from Above, How many of you remember that? that? The Bible says that when you're born again, you are born from above. You need to understand that when you ask Jesus into your heart, literally, God sees you with the same origin as Jesus himself has. He sees you born from above. He sees you as you're from above. How many of you know the Bible says we're, we're from above? We're from heaven. We are, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are of that world. We are of the, from the, the world where God lives, so to speak. So when he's talking about Jesus here, how many of you know we are in Christ? We are the body of Jesus, right? So when he's talking about Christ, it applies to every believer here. So you could say it this way, verse 31, all the believers that come from above are above all. When that, that wouldn't be stretching the word because that's what the word says. And it didn't just say Jesus that comes from above. He says he that comes from above. Of course, specifically talking about Jesus, but it would also apply to all those that would believe upon Christ. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. What makes a person earthly? And speaketh of the earth. Oh, wow. He that cometh from above, from heaven, is above all. That's right. Drop down to verse 33. He that has received Christ's testimony. How many of you have received the testimony of Jesus Christ? All right, we got about half of you. We're going to have a fantastic altar call today. You've received Jesus in your heart. Now look what it says. And he that has received Christ has set to his seal or has staked his life upon this fact that God is true. That God is true. Go back up to verse 31. Can we bring that up in the Amplified? Look at the Amplified Bible of verse 31. He who comes from above, from heaven, is far above all others. Hallelujah. That's not just for Jesus. How many of you know Jesus is called the head, we're called the body? Yes. How many of you know that the head and the body are together? So when it's talking about Jesus, it's talking about his head and his body. So we could say this way, we who come from above. Glory to God, we are far above all. He who comes from the earth, listen to this, belongs to the earth because they, and talks the language of earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. The language of earth. What is the language of earth? Let me tell you right now. It's not English. It's not Spanish. It's not Portuguese. It's not Chinese. It's not Swahili. It's not Icelandic, right? We're not talking about human dialects. The language of earth is simply doubt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Doubt 
is the language of earth. Doubt became earth's language when mankind fell and sold out to Satan. We are living in a world that is immersed with doubt and unbelief. Come on now. This is why you have to be constantly filling yourself up with the word. Constantly hearing the word. Hearing and hearing the word. Because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. Hallelujah. Because you are living in a world that doubt is its language. Doubt is its currency. Oh, wow. God understands two languages. We know he understands all the human languages, whether it's English or Spanish or Italian or whatever. He understands that. When, when whoever in the world, regardless of what their native language is, he understands that. But you know what the language that God recognizes most? He understands two languages. He knows doubt when he sees it, and he knows faith when he sees it. God isn't listening to your accent. He is listening for your faith. Because the language of heaven is faith. The language of the earth is doubt. God is listening for both. That's what ends up on his radar. His heart breaks when he hears the doubt, but his heart is thrilled when he hears our faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at this. He who comes from above is far above all others. He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth. Here's what we need to understand. However you talk determines which realm you belong to. If you talk doubt, look, look what happens when you talk doubt. When you talk a certain way, you become a possession of the earth. Belongs to the earth. Get a hold of that. Meaning you become subject to the earth's principles. You become subject and held and bound by a fallen earth. Because now, because the way you talk determined that you were a possession of a fallen creation. Why be a possession when you yourself can be a possessor? God didn't make you to be a possession to be held in captivity by this earth. When Jesus Christ came alive and came out of that grave, when you took him as your Lord and Savior, he made you a king, he made you a priest, he made you a new creation, and the world is never to own you. You are owned by Almighty God. Hallelujah. Why should the, the world's sicknesses own you? Why should the world's depression own you? Why should the world's anxiety own you? Why should the world's suicidal thoughts own you? Why? They shouldn't. But if you talk those things, if you talk worry, worry is the surest sign of doubt. Remember, Remember what the witnesses drop down to verse 33 in the Amplified. Look at what verse 33 says in the Amplified. Whoever receives Christ's testimony has set his seal or staked his life on the approval to this, God is true. If you're born again, you have set your life to this fact that God is true and he cannot lie. Do you know what worry is? Worry is the belief that God might have lied. That's what worry is. Worry is the belief that God might not be telling the truth this time. When you worry, you are telling God, I have embraced the language of earth. I am more concerned with earthly things than I am concerned of heavenly things. Oh, I've decided to worry, God. Therefore, I am a possession. I'm held by a deed to this fallen earth in all of its ways. But the moment you start speaking faith, you say, I will not be owned by this world. I will not be held by this world. Glory to God. I'm not held by this earth's poverty. I'm not held to this earth's depression. I'm not held to the weaknesses of this world. Glory to God. And I'm not going to talk like I belong to this earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get a hold of that. 
Get a hold of that someone. What realm do you want to belong to? What, what realm do you want to belong to? Do you, go back up to verse 31. He who comes from above is far above all others. That's right, that's right. That is what your words make you. Yes, yes. That is where your words can take you. That's right. Far above all others. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I mean, just think of what we can do. We can, we, can, we can take the Word of God and say the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and patience, goodness, meekness, temperance, and self-control, right? Lord, I, I thank you. I am walking in the joy of the Lord. Yes. Amen. What David say over there in Psalm 27 and verse 1? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Remember, he that has received the testimony of Jesus stakes his life on this fact, God is. God is Savior. God is Healer. God is Provider. God is Joy Giver. God is righteous, my righteousness. God is my peace. He is my provision. He is my daily bread. Glory to God. People that have understood, have received this testimony, they have a God is kind of faith. Amen. That's right. Oh, come on, yes. come on, come on, come on. I just feel like I can't even hardly speak this out in, in, in English, what is going on on the inside yes. of my heart. So good. Where, where, where people need to get a hold of this. Every time you, you, you look and you fret and you wring your hands over a financial situation, you are telling the earth you belong to it. Yeah, yeah. Every time you sit there and you worry about that pain in your body or, oh, this and that, or, what am I going to do and what are we going to do, what are we going to do, what do you do? You are telling the earth you belong to it. What did Jesus do when he faced things? He answered it. Amen. He said, no, 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 lack, you will not have any part of me. Yeah. That's right. No, 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 no. Pain, you have no part of me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. No, 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 no. Anxiety, wrong thoughts, suicidal thoughts, you have no part in my life. That's right. I do not belong to the world. Suicidal thoughts are not of heaven. They're from this earth, and I don't belong to this earth. Hallelujah. When I, when I, when, 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 when Jesus came into my life, when I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, Jesus went to the earth and he went to the devil that runs the earth and said, give me over the deed. That's right. Amen. He doesn't belong to you anymore. That's right. Hand it over. That's right. Jesus went and he said, I'll take that deed for Tim Stallman. I'll yes. take that deed for his wife. Yes. I'll take that deed for his kids. I'll take that deed for Brad, Brad Hofer, Stephanie Hofer, for, for Jeff, for Reverend Randy, for all those that have made Jesus. He went. And he pickpocketed the devil. And he said, devil, you and your earth will never own these people ever again. Hallelujah. And it's about time that we start talking like it. Worry is just the belief that maybe God isn't telling the truth this time. By his stripes, you are healed. According to Isaiah 53 and verse 5, according to 1 Peter 2, 24, according to Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3, according to Matthew 8, 17, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, according to Psalm 105, verse 37, hallelujah, according to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, according to Deuteronomy 7 and verse 14, according to, according to, according to, and as is written, Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you what, when pain comes against your body, you know, your, your, your mind is going to race with thoughts. Oh, my, my, my. And at that moment, you're going to decide, all right, what am I going to say? At that moment, we'll determine whether you belong to that thing or you're going to rule over that thing. At that moment. You're going to find out whether that thing's going to own you or you're going to own it. Yes. Yes. That's it. 
You know, I watch a little bit of sports, and there's kind of a, a slang term, you know, like basketball, and a dude drove around a guy and dunked it in his face or something like that. He said, oh, man, that dude got owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. You ever heard that before? Oh, man, you know, that, that, that wide receiver just burnt that cornerback. You know, he just ran right by him like, oh, he got owned. You know, I'm not going to let a sickness own me. I'm not going to let poverty own me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to get burnt by depression. Because I don't, those things don't belong to me and I don't belong to them. Hallelujah. And by my language, by my speech, will determine what realm I belong to. Glory to God. Man, what a confession right there. I am from above and I'm above all things. I've been born from above and I'm above it all. Well, Pastor Tim, I still feel these things. I still feel these trials. I still feel. What, are you saying you are your feelings? My feelings aren't me. <laughs> My son Timothy, I believe it was yesterday, he was in the living room, and our kitchen and our living room are all like one big open room. And uh, uh, he was over there, and I don't know, he was playing with some toys, you know, on the couch or something, and he fell off the couch, and we heard a little thud, and he bumped his head or something, you know, and, you know, and, and, and mom and dad were there, and so uh, he tried to turn on the waterworks a little bit, you know, start getting the, the sniffoos, you know, you know, he starts walking real fast, you know, try to get a little sympathy from mom and dad. And all of a sudden, we didn't say anything to him. He stopped on the way over. I was looking right at him. He stopped, and he said, wait a minute. I'm tough. <laughs> and he turned around, went back to playing with what he was doing. Yeah, that was so refreshing. Because even a four-year-old, today is his fourth birthday. Praise the Lord. And even a four-year-old, he stopped and he realized and said, these emotions are not what I am. These feelings are not what I am. This pain is not what I am. When are you going to realize that your feelings are not you? Whether they're your emotions, whether they're physical pain, it's not you. Glory to God. When are we going to stand up and say, I have an I am faith? Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. He who comes from the earth belongs to the earth and talks the language of the earth, talks the doubt of the earth. His words are from an earthly standpoint. He who comes from heaven is far above all others, far superior to all others in prominence and excellence. You want to get this world's attention? Walk in faith. Amen. Glory to God. Let people around you just always see you believing God. No, you're just constantly saying, no, it'll come to pass. My house was paid off. It'll come to pass. My debt is resolved. It comes to pass. You know, if you're facing something, you're on it. It comes to pass. I'm the healed of the Lord. It comes to pass. I don't care what thoughts are coming in. Aren't you glad that your thoughts aren't you? Oh, dear heaven. Oh, my goodness. Aren't you glad that your thoughts aren't you? This is what the devil's trying to do to some of you, and I see this in the realm of the Spirit right now, that the devil's giving you thoughts and blaming you for having them. He's giving you thoughts and blaming you for having them. He's bombarding your mind. I'm here to tell you and to set you free by inspiration of the Holy Ghost here today that your thoughts are not you. Stop being your thoughts. And start saying what you are in Christ. Hallelujah. I mean, a four-year-old could grasp it. He said, wait a minute. I'm tough. Thought about, I thought about naming my sermon that. I was like, my goodness, I know that's going to work. I know that's, I, I, when he said that, I said, my goodness, that'll preach. I said, that'll preach. You know, we need to stop. When those thoughts come against you with, uh, 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 you know, just depression and anxiety or what they are, say, wait a minute. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. When you get tempted to do something that's unholy and you know it would defile you before God, wait a minute, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When that pain tries to get on your body or those symptoms try to attack, you say, wait a minute, I'm the heel of the Lord. Amen. 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 
Isn't that a lot better than saying, oh, what are we going to do? Let me show you this real quick and we'll close here. Go to Exodus chapter 3. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm just here to, to, to set you free today to, to tell you from Jesus, the head of the church, that you aren't your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Don't let the devil give you a thought and try to tell you that you thought of it. Oh my goodness. You ever had thoughts? I mean, Brother Hagin said this. He said, everyone will have thoughts in their head that their heart detests. You have thoughts come into your head? You're thinking, my goodness, if someone saw that thought in my mind, I guess I'm the only one. All, all of you, all of you, you've never faced that. You only think, you've never had the devil give you a thought before. You know you have. And you think, my goodness. See, that's what the devil will do. He said, oh my goodness, look what's in you. Look what you did. It's like, he, you know, he went over, he said it there. He said, oh my goodness, look what's in your life. Look, look what you thought up all on your own. Look what you did. No, no, at that moment you say, no, like Jesus told me in Matthew 6, 31, I take no thought saying that thought doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong in my head. I remove it and cast it down in Jesus' name. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I don't want to live. I don't want to belong to this earth. Because if you belong to this earth, you belong to this earth's economy. People say, Pastor Tim, aren't you concerned about what's going on and all this stuff? No. Not at all. Now, I pray for our government and so on, but in terms of the economy, I don't care if gas goes to $10 a gallon. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Because now, if you're living on Earth's economy, if you're talking as if you belong to the Earth, then you're going to have to live on Earth's economy. But hallelujah, if you're a tither, giver, confessing your faith, all your needs will be met by His riches and glory. I tell you what, you're going to live on His economy. His economy, Earth can't dry it up. President Obama can't dry it up. Our politicians, our Congress, whoever the Supreme Court can make whatever decisions they want to. But I tell you what, no matter what mistakes they make, they're never going to dry up heaven. And he that is from above is above it all. Hallelujah. Just decided I'm not going to belong to this earth. Go to Exodus chapter 3. Look what God did. Look what, how God revealed himself. Remember when God approached Moses in the burning bush? Whew. Hallelujah. Remember that bush was on fire? But yet it said the bush was not consumed. It was on fire, but the leaves stayed green and beautiful. That's what God's fire does. It preserves. The reason why some of you aren't preserved, some of you, you know, because you're not, you haven't spent time in the fire. We had, we had 12 meetings this past week with the fire of God. Amen. Some of you decided to check out Survivor. I don't know what's on anymore. American Idol. You know, I have to confess, every once in a while I kept catch an episode of Swamp People. You know? I love how they're talking English, but they have to translate down below. Rover, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And I love the words at the bottom of the screen. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. But there's some people that decided to stay home instead of getting into the place of the fire, and they could have been preserved. They could have been guarded. Anywho, look over to verse 13, Exodus 3:13. This is what God said to Moses. And uh, when, when God was getting ready to reveal himself to Moses, one of the first times we're given record of how God reveals himself to mankind. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they'll say to me, What is his name? And Moses says to God, What shall I tell him? What is your name, God? Look what God says. God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus 
thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God sent me to you, Israelites. And they say, Moses, well, what's his name? His name is I am. I am what? His name is I am. That literally means completeness or finished. His name is completeness. And he revealed himself as I am. Well, I am what? Anything good, he is it. I am what? I am strength? Yes. I am joy? Yes. I am salvation? Yes. I am healing? Yes. I am peace? Yes. I am joy? Yes. I am light? Yes. Glory to God. Anything that's good. He says, I am. Remember, God always speaks with the faith of God. Remember, he that is from above is above all things. But he that's of the earth talks of the earth and belongs to the earth. So now we need to look at what does heaven say? What does God say when he speaks his own faith? He says, I am. What are you going to say when this world tries to take ownership of you? You're going to say, I am. Yes. When sin tries to get back into your life, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When wrong thoughts try to take you over, I am the mind of Christ. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. I am. Look what Jesus said over there. Can you go straight to, oh, let's see, John chapter 5 and verse, is it 58? Maybe I'm a little off there on my, it's, it's, I, I had it put in there. Just go over to John there, where it says, Jesus said unto them, I am. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to remember the, the scriptural, the context. You don't need to turn there. John 8, 58, not 5, 58. John 8, 58. Look at this. It's in there. Jesus said unto them. Remember how they were accusing Jesus? They are saying, where do you come from? You know, you say you were around before Abraham was. You, what, what would you, who do you think you are? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Amen. Think about how that must, must have rocked their religious minds. He's like, you're all talking about Abraham, and praise God for Abraham. He just says, but I just want you to know that the I am that introduced himself to Moses... Jesus said, I am the I am. Yes. Amen. If you have a more modern Bible that just says, I am before Abraham, Jesus wasn't just saying, hey, I was around before Abraham. He's saying, I am the great I am that spoke yeah. in Exodus 3.14. That's right. Jesus said, I am. Yes. When they asked him who he is and what he is, he says, I am. When they try to find out who is God and what's his name, I am. When the world tries to find out who you are, what are you going to say? I am. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, when depression tries to get on you, you say, no, I am joy. That's right. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. When, when sickness tries to get on you, what do you say? I am healing. When you try to get troubled up with all this strife and stress and all this thing, no, I am peace. Amen. I am. Yes. I am from above. I'm born of, of above. Yes. I am the righteousness of yes. God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am the joy of the Lord. Right. I am the strength yes. of the Lord. Yes. I am. Yes. Heaven always speaks from an I am. God never blamed himself for, how, for the decision that Adam and Eve made. God's creation that he made fell apart. He never once blamed himself. He never said, I take responsibility 
for their actions. No, he said, I gave them a free will. They did that. God never, ever blamed himself. Even if, you know, God didn't make a mistake. Adam and Eve did. But even when you make a mistake, don't blame yourself. There are some of you that you're living your life from a standpoint of blame, and you think you're spiritual for blaming yourself. Um, I, I, you know, I could just, I hear these words on the inside of me. Well, I'm always failing, I'm always wrong, I'm always this, and I'm always that. And you use it from a negative standpoint. You're blaming yourself. My marriage fell apart because of me. This happened because of me. Well, if, if you've done something before God, you go and say, Lord, forgive me. But once you have moved into the, the forgiveness of God, you get it instantly. And from that point on, I am. I am forgiven. I am restored. I am. I am. I am. This is how faith always talks. Faith just says, I am. People say, oh, that sounds arrogant. No, it's not arrogant because you do not, you were not conjuring up that right to use that word I am on your own. Jesus said, here, take my name. Use my name. My name will be above all names. Use it. What does the name of Jesus just mean? I am. Do you, mean, do you know what Jesus literally means? It means Savior. Literally translated, it means Savior. What's he saying? My name, I am Savior. I am healer. I am, I am, I am. This is how heaven talks. The earth talks that way, but in the negative aspect. I am sick. I am depressed. I am not getting along very well. I am this, this and that. Stop being your circumstances. Stop being your circumstances. I'll tell you what, I am not this economy. Right? I don't care how much money I have or don't have, I'm not poor. Being wealthy is not a matter of money. It's, being, it's a matter of being saved. Are you born again? The God calls you rich. But well, Pastor Tim, no, no, I have a dollar left to my name. You're rich. You're rich. God's waiting for you to say, I am rich. I am healed. I am. You getting a hold of this? This is how heaven talks. You're not going to let the earth own you, are you? Let's pray. Father, we glorify you today. We magnify. Father, we thank you for the word that we've heard here today. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. That, Lord, that he that is from above is above all things. But he that's of the earth speaks from an earthly standpoint, and he belongs to the earth because of the way he talks. Father, we decide today we do not belong to this earth. We don't belong to this world. We belong to heaven. We are born from above. We are in this world, but we are not of it. Thank you, Father. We glorify you, Lord. We magnify your holy name. And Lord, we'll speak like you speak. Father God, you said, I am. Lord Jesus, you said, I am. Lord, we say, I am. I am saved. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am the peace of God. I am the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. With all heads bowed, with every eye closed, before we dismiss here today, we want to give you an invitation to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Maybe you're sitting here and as you heard the message, you realize that you're not walking with God the way you should be. I want to tell you here today, God's not mad at you. He's not here to smack you on the top of your head. He's here to forgive you and to lift you up higher. If you're here and you know you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Some people, they think they're Christians because they're born in America. Because they think Christianity is America's religion. That doesn't make you a Christian. People think they're Christians because they're moral. Your morality, your good deeds and so on, just because you're a fair and kind person doesn't make you a Christian. 
The Bible tells us how to become saved, how we get right with God. It says in Romans 10, 9, that if you confess in your heart, or confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You have to make a choice to stake your life on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus came. He lived a perfect life that you and I could not live. And that he was hung on a cross. He was punished for the sins that you and I committed. And the Bible says that Jesus became the sin of the world. So that we could become the righteousness of God. But it takes your faith. It takes words out of your mouth. It takes you saying, yes, Lord, come into my heart. Yes, Lord, I believe that Jesus died and rose again. Yes, I want God in my life. If that's you here today, I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front today. I'm not going to uh, 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 hand you a microphone and make you talk to the church or something like that. But what I'm going to ask you to do, if you're here today and you know you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in the air. As soon as I see your hand, I'll have you put it right back down. And then we will all be led in a prayer and you can pray right there in your seat. If that's you here today and you know you need Jesus as your Lord, could you lift your hand now, please? Is there anyone here? I see those hands. Thank you. You can put them down. You can put them down. Praise the Lord. I saw three hands. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. If you're here today and you are a Christian, but you know you're not walking with God the way you should, maybe you've Run away from God, and today's the day you want to rededicate your life to Him. Today's the day you want to be faithful to Him. Today's the day you want to get faithful with the local church, faithful in hearing the Word. If that's you, and you'd like to rededicate your life today, could you lift your hand as well? Praise the Lord, I see your hand. Thank you, I see hands. I see hands all over. You can put your hands down. I see hands all over the place. Praise the Lord. Today we're going to get right with God. Amen. Let's all go ahead and pray this prayer. If you lifted your hand, speak these words out of your mouth. Do not just sit there and think them. Prayer is not you thinking to God. I'll tell you how many people have thought that. Well, I pray and I just sit there and no words come out of my mouth. I'm just thinking prayer. God is not reading your mind. You speak to him out of your mouth. Talk these words with us. Everyone pray. Everyone say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I will live for you. I dedicate myself to live for you, to please you, to have a good Bible teaching church, to serve you, all the days of my life, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Folks, how many of you know, if you lifted your hand and you made Jesus the Lord of your life today, that's not the end of this thing, it's the beginning of this thing. You will need a Bible teaching church. You will need a pastor to teach you how to live, how, how God wants us to live, how he calls us to live. We find that in a good Bible teaching church. Of course, you don't have to come to our church, but if it's up to me, you do. <laughs> Amen. We just want you here. We want you to be part of our family. We love you. If you got saved here, you might as well grow here, right? Amen. And we're just going to uh, teach you what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. If you're here today and you made Jesus the Lord of your life, I invite you to find one of these cards in the seat pocket in front of you. Go ahead. Take the few seconds. Fill that out. I encourage you, mean business with God. Fill this out and give it to somebody before you leave today. Uh, maybe Pastor Brad, one of our ushers, maybe a friend that you came with. Give this card to them and declare Jesus. Amen. Now, if you receive one of these cards, please uh, bring it to me. Give it to one of our office personnel. Uh, so we want to pray for you. We want to send you a letter. We want to uh, get hooked up with you. We'd love to have you hooked up to our church. Praise the Lord. If you don't want your address on there, you don't have to. But if you made Jesus your Lord, fill out these cards and give it. Jesus said, if you declare me before men, I'll declare you before the Father. Amen. Let's go ahead and let's stand to our feet. How many of you had your minds renewed today? Well, let's just go ahead and say it. Amen. One, two, ready, go. My mind is renewed. 
I will live for Christ. In the face of trial, I will say, greater is God that's in me. In the face of financial hardship, I will declare, I have a supply. Every trial only serves to make me stronger. I have victory in Christ. I am a champion through God, and nothing shall make me afraid. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. Father, we, we leave here today. We're going to be talking like heaven. Father, we say what you say. I am. And Lord, we give you the praise, all the honor, all the glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people shouted, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed.